Hey y'all, it's me, Amber. I just felt so compelled to share this experience I had yesterday and realize that it's not really something that I could just fit into an intro. And it's been a while since I've done a full episode that's just me talking, and this is going to be rambling. And it's not one of those stories that ties itself up into a perfect bow at the end, as we've talked about before on the show, most recently with Tokopa. It's very rare that um, our lived stories are, are like the story arcs in the movies and books and stuff that we're used to. But this synchronicity, synchronous, serendipitous story It's not just one story either, of course. There's just like so much to it. But it just, I really felt like this is one to share. And so here I am in my workroom after getting Nixie down to sleep um, at 9 p.m. And I am usually in the bath getting ready for bed at this time. I almost never work after the kids are in bed. Sometimes I'll like read a work-related book in the bath or something, but... It's just kind of a sanity rule I have for myself. Um, but this is the only chance I'm going to have to to record this story for like the next week. And so I've just got to do it now. And so the heart of the story is this experience I had yesterday afternoon that I'll get to. But there's just like all this complexity around it that I have to um, explain before we can get to why it was meaningful. So... Many of you know that my mama died in a car accident three and a half years ago, almost now, um, November 27th, 2015. And when I started this podcast, um, I thought I would talk a lot more about it. And I still will, I think. I think I would, I've always had the vision of telling the whole story in a podcast episode. So I will probably do that. Let me know if you'd like me to. It's on my blog, too, at mythicmedicine.love. But she was my best friend. She was my my favorite person, my biggest supporter. Um, she was just the most amazing, wonderful mother a person could ask for. The most amazing, wonderful person. Like, everyone loved her so much. She had so many friends. So many friends. Um, she just radiated goodness and love. She was love. I was so lucky. Um, so there's that piece to this story. And if you listen to the most recent episode with um, with Asia Suler, or to the first time I interviewed Asia back in episode four, um, I I had this really incredible experience doing a guided meditation that Asia offers through her online course, um, Intuitive Plant Medicine. And she offered this very meditation to my Patreon supporters for this podcast. So if you would like to access it, you can check out um, patreon.com slash medicine stories, two bucks a month, and you can do this same meditation that I did 
So even though I already told this story in episode four, I'll recount it briefly. Um, The meditation is called Finding Your Plant Ally or Finding a Plant Ally. And when I laid down to do it in spring of 2017, two years ago, I thought, for some reason, I thought that I would connect with Hawthorne. I would reconnect with Hawthorne, this plant that I loved and had had um, a deep connection with when I was first studying herbalism, maybe because it was May and that plant was in flower at the time. I love those little white blossoms. So I'm going along doing the meditation and there's like the moment where your plant appears or something like that. And all of a sudden, Angelica just truly like exploded like a firework into my inner visionary field. It was so unexpected, so out of nowhere, so powerful and beautiful. And I just immediately understood that it was connected to my mom. This plant and this plant coming to me in that way was connected to my mom. Uh, and I was just sobbing. Oh my God. Like huge, huge emotional release when that happened. Um, so that summer, I was driving up to South Lake Tahoe, my hometown, where I was born from my mother's womb, where she raised me and my sister alongside our father. And I was thinking that Angelica grows up there because I had met this plant before in the high Sierra, um, but closer to here where I live now in the foothills of the Sierra and Grass Valley. And well, let me tell that story first. So that was during a class with Kathy Cavill, who's an amazing herbalist, was a ton of books. You should check her out. I feel like not enough people know about Kathy, but we did a weekend camp out up in the High Sierra, and on the second day, we all went on this walk, you know, just like deep into the woods together, and Kathy had us all separate out and go find a plant to sit with, um, and then after a while, we reconvened, and we described the plant and talked about like what came to us when we were sitting with the plant. So I found this very tall, beautiful plant with these <laughs> white flowers sticking up out of out of the top of it in like a big circle. Of course, this was Angelica. I didn't know that at the time, but um, if you haven't seen Angelica and you want to see what I'm talking about, you can Google it now. Just Google Angelica Archangelica. That's not the species that grows in the Sierra, but it's the um, the usual species that's used in medicine. And you can use any of them, any of the species. Um, but you can just, you know, they all look the same, more or less. They have the same form. And I was so struck by this plant. Like, how can this even be real? And I sat underneath it and had this sense of like, divine mother and protection and when we went back and described our plants and you know talked about what we had experienced another woman had also been sitting underneath Angelica and she basically like had the exact same feelings or vision or sense of the plant that I did and after listening to us Kathy was like 
Yeah, that's, that's Angelica, <laughs> you know, like that's, that is what like Angelica is. Um, and so I always remembered that experience, but for some reason in the ensuing years didn't really have many connections, interactions with Angelica until that vision doing Asia's um, meditation. And so then cut again to me driving up to Tahoe with my husband and two daughters. And I was like, yeah, I mean, Angelica must grow up here because we're in the high Sierra. Right. And then as we're like approaching, approaching my hometown, I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. And seeing it growing on the side of highway 50 there approaching echo summit. And I was so happy and then like the next day I was driving um, Nixie to sleep when she was a teeny tiny baby and not wanting to nap in a strange place, strange home. And so I always go back to the neighborhood I grew up in um, when I'm in Tahoe, always drive around a little bit. And if it's summertime, usually we'll walk around. Um, and I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that I dream about my childhood home all the time and just that whole neighborhood, you know, when when things were different <laughs> back in the eighties, when you could just like roam and ride your bike all around, like far away from your house. So I, I kind of know this whole hillside that I grew up on very well. And I was driving a few roads up from my street. Um, and this particular hillside was just covered in Angelica. And I was like, yes, this is, you know, I'm going to come back later and spend some time uh, with this plant. And so I did, and I was walking along that hillside and was really drawn to one plant laid underneath it. So I was laying on my back with like the top of my head up against the bottom of the stem of this particular plant and looking up it to the bottom of the flower. And I just started talking out loud to my mom. Um, just kind of, you know, updating her on my life and her granddaughters and, um, you know, my little one, my oldest was nine when she died and my little one was conceived three weeks after she died. And it's still the craziest thing to me that they'll never meet each other. Um, and so I was just telling her, you know, all about Nixie and all about my Celia and what her granddaughters are doing with their lives and how things are going with me and Owen and everything. I'm just telling her how much I love her and miss her and how hard it is not having her anymore. And I'm um, just trying to like explain, I, just, I don't know what, what grief is like, what it looks like for me. Um, and it was really sweet. It was really sweet experience. And um, I went back later that fall and harvested some of the roots. And since that time have become very enamored of um, using the roots as a smoke medicine, lighting the root, dried root on fire and using that as, as my smoke medicine, you know, as some people would use white sage. Of course, there's all the issues around that. Um, I've been using mugwort for many years and you, there, you can use all sorts of plants, like really any fragrant plant that's dried can be used, but I love using angelica. It is a whole nother level of 
scent and for me of um, like a, causing a shift in consciousness that's really special and that I've really come to associate with the ancestral realm since I've been using it that way. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> what I want to do is go back to that same hillside and make a flower essence um, when the plant is in bloom. When I was there, when it was blooming that first time, when I laid beneath it and had the conversation with my mom and just, you know, felt her there, felt so connected, felt her listening to me. Um, it just didn't feel right to harvest the plant in any way at that moment. And of course, when I went back a few months later and harvested the roots, I did so very respectfully to not take very many of them so that the plants can continue to propagate and grow and spread and live and um, be themselves. So, but I, the flower essence is um, something that actually Asia makes. <laughs> it's so interesting how all these threads weave themselves into into in ways that you just don't know how they're gonna end up or yeah so that's something else that I want to be talking about in this episode right now is um is that we'll get back to that with Marie Sue so Asia makes a angelica flower essence and I had got some from her a couple years ago when I was formulating our medicine um, rainbow heart beams which is just all about like opening the heart center both physically and energetically and um you know it's all tinctures combination of tinctures and honey but then I wanted to have an angelica flower essence in there too and so I love that that's in there because part of that medicine too is about grief and like connection with the wider world and those who have passed on and the ancestors and um, but I really, I did not want to formulate a grief medicine that was like to shut down your grief, to get you over it so you'll feel better, you know, so I really specifically formulated it so that it just like softens the heart area so that you can feel both the sadness and the grief and the happiness and the love and the joy more, um, and, you know, putting that angelica flower essence in that medicine was definitely inspired by the vision I had of angelica during that meditation. So it's just such a cool plant. Like, of course, all plants have <laughs> roots, stems, leaves, flowers, seeds. Some have other parts. Um, and there can be medicine in all of them. Some only have medicine in one part, some in two, three, you know, it's just all different. But for me, I just see such an interesting, like, balance between the flowers and the root of Angelica. Um, you know, the stems tend to be pretty long. It can grow to be a really quite tall plant. And the stem is hollow which Asia talks about in episode four. And this is part of the mythology of this plant and why people all over the world, wherever it grows, have always associated this plant with like communication between the earth realm and the spirit realm or the realm of the ancestors or whatever that means to you. Um, and part of that is because it has this hollow stem and it's just like 
<laughs> you know, communication can go from down below to up above, unimpeded. Um, so the flowers is beautiful white umbels, so joyful, so beautiful. Um, I'll put a photo that I took there in Tahoe on the post for this episode at mythicmedicine.love slash podcast. Um, and you know, the, the lore around the flowers is this like communication with the spirit realm basically, and this sort of like loving, joyful, almost always put in feminine terms. And I have really been aware of like not gendering plants in the last couple years, but I absolutely cannot divorce Angelica from a sense of the feminine. I mean, even the name Angelica, you know, it's a name we give females in our culture. And it just so strongly feels like that, like to everyone who encounters it or most people, at least I can't speak for everyone. So there's this beautiful above ground part truly joyful. I mean, these little white flowers are just like reaching out to the sun, reaching out to any human who they're going to fall in the visionary line of. And then you go down that hollow stem and then there's the root that's in the earth. And it's this beautiful, brown, pungent, potent root. Like the medicine of this root is so special. And you can taste it or if you're burning it you can smell it right away like there's there's nothing like it (laughs) except for actually osha is really really similar to it so there's nothing like them (laughs) and as asia and i talked about they're both considered bear medicine um, because when bears emerge in the springtime, they seek out these roots. It is such strong medicine and um, so invigorating, like life-giving is how I feel when I put these roots in my mouth. So when Seja Popham was on the podcast, I think that was episode 17, I shared a story about Osha root and having that in my mouth and this huge <laughs> grief um, like waterfall that that root opened up in me one day. Um, so yeah, it's kind of funny that I just said there's nothing like Angelica when actually Osha is so similar to it. And but like I love that. I love that these plants have this incredible medicine. And you know the flowers of Osha look similar to the flowers of Angelica. They're in the same family. They often grow near each other. Um, and I, I really like would use them interchangeably, except I'm thinking now that I hear a lot of or have read a lot of um, stuff about Angelica root being really specific for women's reproductive stuff. And I don't remember ever reading that about Osha, but something to always keep in mind with plants and plant medicine is that these beans are so multidimensional. They have so many levels of medicine to offer us and it's different from person to person too. Not everyone is going to have, actually no one is going to have the same experience as anyone else. If you're really engaging with a plant, a whole plant as medicine, you're going to have a unique experience. And that's why I think it's so important that we share these experiences. It's part of why I felt compelled to sit down here right now and speak the story out. Um, 
because no one has had the exact experience I've had with Angelica and yet many people will resonate with it and will feel drawn to it and then we'll have their own experience and hopefully share it and yes 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 so now I am feeling drawn to talk about um my recent interview with Marie Sue, which will be coming out in a few episodes from now. Marie's music is what opens the podcast. It's really what like completely sets the tone and creates the container for what uh, for what I'm trying to do with this show. And so much of what I'm trying to do is weave these stories, um, create circumstances where like synchronicities and serendipities can happen and people can recognize their own stories and their own selves and what they're hearing from other people so marie shared a couple stories of that happening to her while listening to this podcast and then very interestingly what happened to me a few days and the few days following my interview with marie was something really similar, like the things that Marie and I talked about coming all of a sudden being before me in my in my life. So I'll talk about some of those specifics, but first I want to share something that Marie talked about. And again, you can hear this soon, like in a in a month or two, you'll hear this interview. Was um, she heard about a plant on this podcast, and it immediately just like barreled its way into her life not even in physical form but in spirit form and something that we talked about was sometimes when you are receiving the medicine of a plant it is just in the imaginal realm it doesn't necessarily have to be the physical medicine of a plant that is healing you that is bringing insight into your life. So <clears throat> Marie also talked about um, her, about <laughs> an experience that she had on ayahuasca where she was just like ripped open with grief and couldn't stop crying in public and that was ancestral grief and the grief of the spirits of the land that she was on um it's a beautiful story i can't wait for you to hear it and so the next day i i had one hour one hour and i really wanted to get the next podcast interview intro recorded during that hour so i could get that interview out and it's not going to come out this week now as I wanted it to because what happened instead was I spent 58 minutes of my one available hour on hold with the IRS dealing with tax shit. And there is almost nothing I hate more in this world than stupid bureaucratic bullshit that takes up my time. Like I find it so overwhelmingly frustrating and awful and I was just in tears by the end of this this hour just like so overwhelmed <laughs> by how hard it is to like eke out the time to ever get this podcast out and how much I fucking hate taxes and so then it was time for me to go 
um, to a Feldenkrais class. Feldenkrais is something I recently started getting bodywork sessions around and going to these classes. Very old man in my community um, who offers these, and I'm trying to get my pain under control and bring more awareness into how I'm holding and moving my body. So I went to this class right after that, and I walk in, and the class is all older women, um, mostly women in their 60s and 70s, and probably at least one in her 80s. And I walk in, and they're just all, it was just three of them when I got there, talking to each other and having a great time. And it was like the last couple times I've gone, like no one really acknowledged me or noticed me or talked to me. And I'm like, hey, you guys seem so awesome. Let's be friends. You know, I, I would, I would just love to get to know you. Um, but they all know each other. So they just kind of kept talking. And suddenly I was just like, so sad that I wasn't being seen and that I don't have an older woman guiding me in my life anymore, like I had with my mom. Um, and so, you know, this little kind of like, I don't know, ego feeling of no one's paying attention to me, like very quickly turned into just this huge grief over not having my mom anymore. And I spent the whole class crying, like hard, but silently because I didn't want to interrupt what was going on and and but also not totally silently like it's just that these people are old and maybe not hearing as well as they were when they were younger so no one noticed and like I both did and did not want to be noticed you know I really didn't want to disrupt anything I would have felt super awkward if everything had to stop because I like had a hard time with my taxes and I miss my mom but I also really would have loved someone to just like hug me, you know, and like care what was going on. And um, it just really brought up how like my mom was just my biggest supporter. Like, you know, as much as I have people in my life who really love me a lot and care about me, no one will ever understand me or support me the way she did. And so even if... I did connect with like this older female figure who I'm craving. It would never be like that. <sighs> so it was like what Maria had shared. I had this like huge grief release. And when we were talking about it the day before too, I was thinking like, wow, I haven't, I haven't had one of those in a long time. You know, I've had some for sure. But I haven't had like something like that happen in a long time. And then, boom, it happened the next day. Um, and so I think now that this is bringing me to, to what happened yesterday, to my experience yesterday. So overall, last week, I'm recording this Sunday evening, was just terrible. It was like the worst week. And... Like, I don't even believe in bad days because, you know, it's like you have your hard part of the day, but then there's always a good part or there's something to be grateful for or there's some connection you can have with someone somewhere. But I had some truly awful days. 
um, and was super stressed and overwhelmed. And my pain pattern was super activated because on Monday, Nixie and I ran around downtown Grass Valley together. I had a super heavy bag like you do when you're a mom over my shoulder with snacks and change of clothes and our water. And we ended up walking to the library. So then I had some books weighing me down and I'm like trying to keep her from running into traffic, running out the cafe door when I'm not even done eating my food. And anyway, at the end of the day, I was like, oh my God, like my pain pattern is so activated right now. And this is why I'm trying to bring the awareness piece in too, because I didn't even notice when it happened, but I'm pretty sure it was at some point during the like three hours we were in town and it was fun. I had such a good time being with her, but my pain got really activated and I was really out and just really in pain all week. And then again, like trying so hard to get the next podcast interview out. And every time I had a moment to do it, it was like, oh, you got to take care of these taxes. Oh, here's an email from the school and something else you need to do. I mean, just life, just life, especially you know, kids and running a business. And I just, life, we all experience this. Feeling like I'm just like clawing my way into ever getting anything done that is meaningful to me or meaningful to other people past all the bullshit. And, um, and then this huge grief thing coming up with my mom. And then that same day, my husband's father had a small stroke and we adore him. He's amazing and wonderful. And so it brought up, you know, all this stuff for my husband. It was just really sad. And so that's the kind of week I'm coming off of yesterday on Saturday. Um, when I get an Instagram message from a friend who's like, who lives in Washington state and hi Jasmine <laughs> and is like hey don't you live in Nevada City like uh, we're coming through there today and I was like oh my god yes I would love to see you um we met on Instagram when we were pregnant two three three years ago now I guess when we were pregnant and um our girls were just born a couple weeks apart she now has a baby girl too and just like have always loved watching her family on Instagram and her oldest daughters two and a half like Nixie and um, we always thought that they would be such buddies and so they were going to come over and I was like yes you know this is going to be awesome but the house was such a mess and this is another thing that really adds to my stress is just like I don't need a perfectly clean house I really really don't um I don't even feel comfortable in perfectly clean houses honestly but sometimes the amount of clutter and messiness, living with a two-year-old, and then also just feeling like I never have enough time to do anything. Like there's so many moments in the week where I'm like, okay, so I could clean this and organize my paperwork, or I could go get a podcast episode out, or do an Instagram post, or go swimming at the gym, or take my oldest out for ice cream. You know, it's just a million other things that I would rather do and that also need to be done just as much as the cleaning needs to be done but like yesterday morning I was just like panicked by the state of the house and so all of a sudden you know people who've never been over coming over was like the perfect motivation I needed to just really 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 start cleaning 
but I was in so much pain also that I just was like, oh, this, like, I'm going to hurt even worse doing this. Cause it's really, it's like bending forward. Um, that makes it so much worse when my pain pattern is activated. And I was like, well, you know what? Like smoking weed actually almost always helps me, um, clean. It's like, I love cleaning when I smoke weed, which I almost never do by the way. Um, I smoked like a month ago, my husband and I did, and I couldn't even remember the last time I did at that point, but I was like, this is just the perfect time to smoke a little weed, you know? So Owen rolled a joint and I had, it's so funny now to talk about this, like in public, I'm like, it's totally legal here in California. Like I can admit in public that I smoked a joint. Um, I had one hit because I know if I have any more than that, I'll be paranoid and weird had one hit he was um strolling Nixie around the neighborhood while she had her nap and it was perfect because I I was motivated to like really clean and um you know enjoying the cleaning process and like making my little spaces and all that stuff and as I was walking around the house I was just really like thinking about alone which I'm never alone in my home ever you know this is just like freedom um just thinking about my mom and how us having this house is so tied into her death because of um money I inherited because we sold her house when she died and my sister and I split uh, what we got and I was able to put a down payment down I never ever thought I would be a homeowner I still can't believe it um, but, but just so many other ways that this house feels like a gift from her. As I spoke about in the interview with Atava, um, and she had a similar experience with her father's death, like I lost my person, <laughs> but I gained so many blessings as a result of her death. It's, I don't know. I still can't make sense of it. I think about it all the time, but I still can't make sense of it, um, but walking around the house and I was just like letting go of all the anxiety and tension I feel when it's messy and instead just feeling so grateful, so grateful. I fucking own a home that I love living in on an incredible acre of land where we can grow amazing medicine and it just like supports me. See here? Yeah. Here's that support that I was so feeling I was lacking. Um, so walking around the house, cleaning, cleaning, and then like at peak stoneness, <laughs> I sat down on the couch and just felt this like, whoosh, I don't know, just this feeling come over me. And I just started talking out loud to my mom. And as I was doing that, I had this like vision, this sense of sort of a white light coming out of the top of my head and like connecting upward and I was talking to her and like sensing seeing feeling this white light coming out of me and it suddenly hit me like oh, Angelica like th this is the spirit of Angelica here with us being a bridge of communication I'm shaking between me and her and this is always available to me um and like I don't utilize it when I'm so stressed out and caught up in my story of all the shit I have to do and what's not working and what's going wrong and I'm in pain and oh it was like just one of those moments it's like 
just a revelation that hits the heart and like tears you open in the sweetest way. Um, and I hadn't, you know, you just heard me talk a lot about Angelica. It might sound like it's constantly on my mind or in my life, but it, I hadn't thought about it in a while or hadn't been using the medicine or just engaging with the spirit of the plant in a while. And it was like, that. it's like a sweet moment when you see a good friend again, you know, um, when I made the connection that like, that, and the Angelica was like holding me holding my space around me and creating a container where this communication can happen. And it made me feel so happy to remember that I can still talk to her, you know, Um, because I don't like, I don't even know if I've done it since the time that I was laying under the Angelica plant that day. Um, I think every now and then I'll be like, I love you, mom. You know, I miss you, mama. I wish you could see your granddaughters, Um, but not like a long sustained uh, soliloquy where I'm just really like pouring out my heart to her like I used to do all the time when she was alive Um, and just realizing that like I could do that. I could do that and I can see how our relationship evolves when I am keeping the communication going from my end. And I think that one of the things that's prevented me from doing that, and I think a lot of you who have lost someone will understand, is that like grief is scary. And sometimes I just don't even want to think about her too deeply because I'm afraid it'll hurt too much. Because it will. (laughs) Not always, though. You know, that's one of the interesting things about grief is that, um, about losing someone, is that, like, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it really is okay. And then sometimes it's just absolutely not. And I'm feeling like I was in that class the other day. Or I've had, I've had other really, really big, um, like, deluges of grief and it's almost scary you know and I think that like we avoid going that deeply into it this is another thing we've talked about a lot on this podcast um another another time that this happened to me like one of the one of the reasons I feel scared was this happened at um spirit weavers in 2016 the spirit weavers gathering So it wasn't even a year since my mom had died and I was pregnant. Just like I entered my third trimester while I was there. And on the last day of that gathering, I haven't been in a couple years, but that was my third year in a row. There's like this closing ceremony and it's really beautiful and really powerful. And, um, it's hard to describe. They do something similar at the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium, but like all the women are together in a big outdoor space and you sing this song over and over and like really connect like eye to eye, heart to heart with 
many, most of the women who are there, and it's really powerful and emotional. Um, there's a lot of tears. And because I had done it before, and I knew how powerful and emotional it was, and I, I decided not to do it that year, um, because I don't even know if I consciously thought this, but I was afraid that it would like break me open too much since my mom had just died like seven or eight months before but I watched it I watched it from this building nearby um and I was like up on the deck on the second story and it was like beautiful and I was like smiling watching all these women having this beautiful experience I was like it's so great it's so nice and then all of a sudden I fucking lost it and started sobbing so 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 hard I didn't even need to be a part of this ritual to have its emotional effects impact me and I went downstairs there was a little tea room there was no one in it because everyone was doing the ritual you know and I was just crying so 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 hard and then this woman and her baby came in and she really gave me a lot of love and um and it was Katya. I didn't know her at the time, but we connected later on Instagram. Katya from um, Nurturing Nova. You know, she has a lot of Instagram followers and she has a podcast too. So I'm sure some of you know her. But it was so sweet and so nice to just be seen and held and witnessed by someone there. Thank you, Katya. Um, but I, it, I couldn't stop it. It wouldn't stop you know, this, like the faucet had been opened and I was just going and going and crying and crying and sobbing and so fucking sad. So sad. <sighs> My mom's gone. And that it happened the way it did, you know, car accident, like, just the suddenness and the shock and like, that, like she got hurt, you know. <laughs> It's not really hurt because she died instantly, but I just hate that she was hurt. <sighs> yeah, it's just kind of like, I can't go here all the time, you know? I can't go here all the time or I wouldn't be able to live my life. <sighs> so... The ceremony was ending and I was like still crying so hard and I walked out of that room and <sighs> actually two previous podcast guests <laughs> saw me and came to me and held me and loved me and that was Mila and Yaya and my friend Tysa as well and it was lovely but I still couldn't stop, <laughs> you know, even though the energy of like the whole place and the whole gathering had changed because the ceremony was over and people were breaking up and going back to their tents or leaving or whatever. Like I was still just totally lost in this grief and couldn't stop crying. And finally I was like, I like, this isn't good anymore. This doesn't feel good. And I'm a big believer in like letting yourself cry and getting your grief out and you know going back to formulating the heart medicine I just I didn't want to try to make something that was like this will shut your grief down but at this point I was like an hour and a half two hours into this and I don't even think I experienced 
like um, an outpour like that in the first few weeks or months after my mom died. Um, one that was like that sustained and that overwhelming. Um, so finally, I went into the wellness center where they have all these herbal remedies and was just like, please give me something. <laughs> you know, I just explained like, it's too much. I can't keep crying. Um, and I think they just gave me some nervings like chamomile, lemon balm. You know, they knew I was an herbalist, so they gave me some options and I chose what sounded good. Um, and it helped. It did help. And, you know, so not, not wanting to go there, I think, is why I and I'm sure so many other people kind of shut ourselves off from just the simple act of, like, talking to our beloved dead talking to our ancestors if it is an ancestor of your lineage who's your beloved dead um or you know keeping the line of communication open in whatever way feels feels right for you but something i have found is so powerful is just talking you know i started using this hashtag years ago before my mom died talk to your ancestors like it's that simple this is something that i teach when i am talking about ancestral connection is just speak out loud to them speak the names of the ones you know um just talk talk about what's going on with you you can talk about the relationship you had with them if it was someone you knew your memories of them what you're grateful for talk to your ancestors and here i am not talking to my mother and sitting there on the couch with the Angelica surrounding me and reminding me, um, I just felt so grateful that that is always there. I can always just talk to her to reclaim our relationship. It's going to be different now. She's not embodied. She's not in physical form. But the relationship is still there. The relationship remains. The love remains. And I just need to keep talking to her. And I'm excited now. I'm excited to see like what comes of it, how I change, um, how I shift, how my grief shifts. And to me, it's a huge reminder that I am supported still. I'm supported by her, wherever she is, whatever form she's in now. I'm supported by Angelica and my other plant allies. And I know I'm supported in real life by real people too. Um, and it was just such a sweet reminder of that. And so... As that like vision is kind of winding down, I'm like, oh, I gotta find my Angelica flower essence, or like, what Angelica medicine do I have in the house? And then I remembered what Marie talked about and how we can just work with a plant spirit. We don't always have to work with the physical medicine of it. And so I was like, yeah, I feel like that's all I need right now. You know, it's just this the presence of this plant that I have cultivated a relationship with and had meaningful connection with in the past. 
right here with me. Um, and so then I got up and continued cleaning and it was, it was funny too, though, when I was thinking about like, okay, where's my angelica flower essence from Asia? And I know I have more angelica mess in the house. Where is it? What is it? I had this sense, like there's something I'm forgetting. And as I'm walking in the kitchen, boom, right there in the corner on the counter is a basket full of angelica roots that had been there for a few weeks. Um, that was from angelica plants that my husband Owen grew last year um that he grew for me you know it's funny because I didn't even know this until he did an Instagram post about it but he said that he planted Angelica in our garden like so that I would see that and be happy every time I walked into the garden oh I love you Owen thank you thank you for supporting me too being my main support now that my mom's gone um and so there they were. I was like, oh my God, it's like right here, boom, right here. I have this vision with the white light, you know, very similar to uh, the white flowers and like that aspect of Angelica, the flowering upper parts of the plant. And then I walk into my kitchen and mm, there in like the dark corner is the roots of the plant. And so even though I had just had this like realization, remembrance that I don't have to work at the physical medicine of the plant, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh yes, Angelica Root, you are going into my mouth. And so I just, you know, picked off a little dried piece of the root, put it in my mouth and oh my gosh, it's just, it's familiar to me from eating OSHA over the years. And immediately immediately I felt it like reset my body and the pain pattern and I'm not saying that I was like immediately healed and felt felt better everywhere because that wasn't it but what I did feel it like truly move is um my tailbone and my pelvic floor my root right the root of my body which my pain is mostly in like my head, neck, shoulder on the right side. But of course, everything's connected. And I'd been vaguely aware during the super stressful week of my pelvic floor and like tailbone and sacrum and everything feeling off. But as soon as I ate that angelica root, it was like, whoosh, boom, goes down to my root, makes me more aware of it and helps me to feel how I can balance it, um, like stand differently, hold myself differently when I'm standing and when I'm walking. And so I just kind of did a few laps around the house, noticing how I was walking, noticing like the tension that I hold in that area of my body. I'm sure we all do, especially women. And just feeling like this full, like I was having this full medicine experience, right? The flowers, the spirit, my spirit self, my emotional self, and then boom with a root down into my physical body in such a strong way. Um, and, and yeah, I also, you know, feel the need to like mention cannabis here for, being this incredible it's another bridge plant um i mean yeah 
I it's it's not a plant that I ever talk much about or or use much these days, like I said, and it's nothing I've ever really abused either. A lot of people really abuse cannabis, as I'm sure you know, but I've always sensed its power for me and used it in a way that's like when I can go deep within. Um, in college, I used to, in the dark, pitch black, I wouldn't even light a candle in my room. I would get stoned, get on my yoga mat, and listen to Bjork's album, Medulla, which is like a super go deep within album. Um, I don't like smoking weed with people at all. And I really just like being alone, maybe with my husband, because we can just kind of snuggle up and have fun. Um, but really, and then just not using it very often for me means that every time I do use it, I have some sort of like very meaningful insight like I did yesterday with this Angelica, um, you know, like connections get made, connections get made, stress falls away, my body relaxes, and then all these new connections can be made. Threads can find their way to one another and be like, oh, yes. Ah, this makes sense. Oh, this is what we've been trying to work out this whole time, but couldn't get like the busy mind out of the way. A lot of creative insight. So yeah, just want to acknowledge that too. Thank you, Cannabis. Thank you, Angelica. Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Asia. Thank you, Owen. Thank you, mom. Thank you so much, mom. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for myself, for the me that you made me, (laughs) for the bloodline that you passed down to me, for the love that you gave me that allows me to give my own daughters that same love and to hopefully... um, be a bridge to other humans in the world. (sighs) Of love, a bridge of love. It's not making much sense to me, but a bridge between like this universal love that you channeled, that I feel Angelica channels (sighs) through me from that to the world, to the podcast listeners, um, to everyone I come in contact with in my daily life, to my family. Like, what else is there? What else is there but love? Again, going back to the conversation with Atava and other people that we've had. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It is now almost 10 p.m., which is absolutely when I need to be asleep. You guys are the best. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for taking these medicine stories in. I hope they inspire you to keep walking the mythic path of your own unfolding self. I love sharing information and will always put any relevant links in the show notes. You can find my blog, Handmade Herbal Medicines, past podcast episodes, and a lot more at mythicmedicine.love. While you're there, I invite you to click the purple banner across the top of the page to take my quiz, which healing herb is your plant familiar? 
It's a fun and lighthearted quiz, but the results are really in-depth and designed to bring you into closer alignment with the medicine that you are in need of. If you love the show, please consider supporting my work at patreon.com slash medicine stories. There's some killer rewards there, um, exclusive content, access to online courses, free, beautiful, downloadable ebooks, coupon codes, giveaways, and just amazing gifts provided by past guests of the podcast. All of that stuff is at the $2 a month level. Um, for a little more, you can access my herbal ebook or my small online course. And that's all there as a thank you, a huge thank you from me and from my guests for listening, for supporting this work. I love figuring out what I can give to people on Patreon. It's so fun. And I love that Patreon makes it that you can um, contribute for such a small amount a month. I'm a crazy busy and overwhelmed mom and adding this project into my life has been a questionable move for sure, but I love doing it and I love the feedback that I get from you all and I just pray that the Patreon continues to allow me the financial wiggle room to keep on doing it while giving back to everyone who's listening Um, if you're unable to do that, or if you'd like to support further, I would love it if you would subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would review the podcast on iTunes too, really helps get it into other ears. And it means so much to me when I read those reviews, it's, um, like the highlight of my week when I check them and see new ones and people are amazing. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much. The music that opens and closes the show is by Marie Sue, M-A-R-I-E-E-S-I-O-U-X. It's from her song Wild Eyes, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Thank you so much, and I look forward to you next time. <laughs>